Welcome to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. The number one podcast for learning and talent development professionals. Now here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome back to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I'm excited that you're joining me today for another great episode to help you up your game in the world of talent development. And today's episode is our bonus Q&A round with Jolt Ola, who is a senior learning technologist at Amazon, as well as a recognized expert in areas like data analytics, learning science, storytelling with using data, gamification, and many, many other areas. If you haven't yet listened to our last conversation where we talked about the six things L&D people need to give up, as well as how to get into using data in L&D, we also discussed AI and the metaverse as well. Make sure you go back and check that out. Today's our bonus Q&A round. And uh, Jolt, I'm going to start with this question. Thinking about your career over 20 years of doing this work, what's one of your biggest accomplishments or proudest moments in your career so far? I think there are many things that we, we covered as success in the business. And I've been in the last 20 years in the corporate world. So business is always some sort of associate with ROI or some sort of, you know, actual um, KPI, moving the needle sort of thing. But if I if I have to, I think, think of one thing that, that I feel like, well, I'm accomplished because I've seen some, some result is I think about generally all the projects when I visited the end users who went through some sort of a learning experience or whole journeys. And they can actually talk to you face-to-face about what they accomplished and what their skills were before and after. So things like there were new hires who said that, yeah, the last new hire group basically quit as is because he was so bad. And look, we're better than the people on the floor. And actually, they want to join and redo our new hire because they they see the gap that they had. So a lot of things when I'm thinking about success is the end result, the impact on the job in, in people's lives, because that's what matters ultimately, not how cool my you know design was or how funny um, our content is. Right. Yeah. It's all about the impact that you're making. And that's always a great feeling. On the flip side, Jill, what's one of the biggest mistakes or failures you've had in your career and what did you learn from it? In the corporate world, I, I somehow had this idea that I just have to be very creative and innovative and things just going to go well. And this is not just, I think, corporate world, but generally in, in our world, people accomplish things with other people. And especially in the corporate world, it thinks about it as a, as, a, as a multiplayer game when we have different roles, different secret missions, different egos, different projects, different sort of attitudes, and you have to work with people. So it is not you who needs to be the one who drives and creates and does everything. It has to work well with others. And so this was my early on, my, my mistake is that if I just sit down and work as much as I can and put all the effort and creativity and then build something and then people just come. And mm-hmm. then that, that never works that way, especially not when you use technology. I learned the lesson early on on digital adoption that it's not enough to have tax building something enthusiastically. It has a way, <laughs> it has a low chance to survive 
unless you actually build up uh, your whole network, the champions, understand the real problems, bring in people who can work with you and support and all that. So work with people, network, find out what they're, what makes them as heroes in their role, and then work with them in, in joint manner, not just you know single talented person creating all kinds of things on their own. Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. When you think about talent development broadly, what's one of the biggest challenges out there in talent development today? The word talent development is the biggest challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I know that it's going to come up. I think generally we think about talent development as some sort of a gatekeeper again, like it's just, it may be not an absolute problem that you have everywhere, but the the, the thing is that we're not developing others in my my point of view, that's one of the barriers of thinking differently. So if once you actually think about yourself as an enabler, as an empower, whatever the word you use, except for, for development, and the same with motivation, you're not motivating people, you're actually creating the conditions so they can be they can motivate themselves. Because once you leave, they mm. want them to do the things and continue and engage. And so one of our problem is just think differently. And our role is not owning learning and being the professional who knows everything about learning and how the brain operates and works, but almost like a, a enabler who makes people able to do things, create the conditions, the best conditions. So if I want to bring in some sort of a, a visual picture for that, you want to be the conductor. You don't want to be the person who is the center of the universe. There's one side of the audience who come in and they want to enjoy the piece. And there's the musicians who somehow magically know how to play together, but all because there's one person in between, which is the conductor. And it literally means conductor because you're conducting sort of the air between the music, between all the talented musicians and the audience. But you stay invisible, per se, throughout this. It's not about you. It's about the performance that happens. That's when I think we should have our, our, our hat as L&D. Yeah, makes sense. What's a trend that you're following or excited about in talent development? I know we talked about a few in our last interview, but what's exciting for you right now? I got excited about a lot of things. That's one of my problems or challenges. One <laughs> is is uh, definitely the data literacy and just data and all things. Just understand more about how we can use data. That's definitely one which comes from the measurement part. The other thing that I, I love is how things going to change the status quo because of what, what AI is doing, whether it's AI itself or what AI actually enables now to do, which makes us think differently. Either way, I love that that change that that some people are afraid of because they they love the A to B to C and learn the skill and just keep going. I love the change part of it. And then from there, there's always something new comes out. And so this is just, I think, my innovative sort of creative part that's still there that I want to do new things that we couldn't do before. And that's what excited me to now I can I can do something that I couldn't do like five years ago. That's really cool. Yeah, there's so many exciting things going on. So you mentioned a book in our last conversation. I wonder, that was How to Be Data Literate. Are there any other books that have made a big impact for you or that you recommend or a TED Talk? Yeah, so this one was Jordan Moore's How to Be a Data Literate. It's definitely, I think, a foundational thing. For everybody in L&D who doesn't know Kathy Moore, you should. That's one of the most practical things I've ever had in the last 15 years is action mapping. And she has a book called Map It that you do that. 
For TED Talks or sort of short videos, there's an old one I always go back to, and that's Jane McGonigal. And well, the first time I heard her telling about her own story and what she what she did, it was just sort of like a, a, a mind-poggling, sort of mind-blown experience, looking at the world from a very different perspective. So anywhere I think you can catch her, Jane McGonigal is, is absolutely fantastic. Excellent, Jane McGonigal. And last question for you, Jolt, for our listeners out there who work in the world of talent development and are looking for ways to find more success and achieve more in their careers, what's one more piece of advice you would give? One thing about your career generally is, um, okay, that's two things. You asked me one, but I'll give you two as a bonus. One is that career is not anymore some sort of a linear process of you go one step further and then you become like a roll up um, going up the chain. A lot of things that's happening today is more thing to do with skills rather than roles. And so careers now, it's not just a straight up line. It's a zigzag sort of thing, depending on what excites you and what drives you for the next phase. So don't worry about if your role as it is, it's not the next step when you look at your career path. But what you do, the skills that you use and what your projects are in excitement, that can go sideways. Upskilling, side skilling, whatever the skilling you use, that's one thing for, for career. The second one is network. If I think back my 20 years, I was only one job that I got when I just randomly submitted something somewhere. Somehow people know you and understand and have a relationship with you and understand what you're good at and what you're not. It always helps a lot more than randomly putting all kinds of resumes into some today AI machinery and kind of discovered. So find people, a network that you work with. And for networking, I usually say pick three sort of layers around you. The first layer is things that doing exactly the same that you do now. So you're in the trenches, you can get answers quickly. Find those people who are doing the same thing, same type of career, same path. Now, the second layer is those people that you want to follow, maybe in six months or a year ahead. And these people are in the roles that you might want to be in. Understand what their challenges are, what tools they're using, how they're thinking, that sort of thing. So you're building ahead. And then the last circle, the big out there is the visionaries, people like, I don't know what they're thinking, but I assume that they're filtering out all the noise. And I trust them with science and trust them with vision and trust them with provoking questions because I know that these people are going to be the ones in 10 years that I'll say, oh, this guy was right or this guy, they were excellent. Um, They already knew what to look at and I don't have to do this every single day because otherwise life is very overwhelming. So those are the three circles that I, I suggest definitely as sort of a networking I like that. So I'm big on networking as well. And, you know, in my book and my keynotes, I talk to people about the three things you can be doing to set yourself up for future success. One is investing in continuous learning. The second one is building your network. And the third one is building your personal brand. And you definitely touched on networking and building your brand there because your brand is your reputation, right? What do people think and say about you? And it's way better to go in with an introduction and a a positive reputation than just being one of a thousand resumes being submitted online, as you mentioned, if you're looking for an opportunity. And I've thought and talked about many of these things around networking. I don't think I've heard it codified exactly that way. I like that, the the three layers of networking, you know, which is 
important to go make connections with people who are doing similar things as you and your peers right now, because they may have lots of great connections and advice and ideas, and you can help them. The second layer you mentioned was people doing the things you aspire to, essentially, like the role you want to get to maybe in the next six to 12 months, start talking to them and learn from them. And then those visionary people that you really want to learn from, they're out there doing really cool things. And you know you want to build a relationship with a few of those people as well to see what you can learn from them and see if you can add any value and you never know where that may go. So uh, Jolt, great advice. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on again and sharing so much of your wisdom and experience. I appreciate it. And I look forward to keeping in touch and talking with you more in the future. Great. Thank you so much for having me, Andy. Bye-bye. All right, that will do it for my bonus Q&A episode with Jolt Ola, who has just a ton of experience in the world of data analytics and talent development as well. I hope you got value from that episode. I certainly did, as I always do when I'm talking with him or really most of our guests, right? I took a bunch of notes, very interested in this, this trend of data literacy and leveraging data more and uh, hearing how you and others out there in our talent development world and community will be leveraging data more. We've done a couple episodes on this now and should be interesting to see where things go with more data, more AI, and everything that's impacting this industry. And of course, we'll be covering more of these topics in the future as they become more and more popular. I'm also going to be booking Schult to be a guest speaker in our talent development think tank membership community that we run where we bring in guest speakers for calls on a regular basis. Many of the guests that you've heard on this podcast, I've invited to come as guest speakers to speak in our community and share more of their expertise as well as answer questions and interact with our guests. And that's what it's all about is, is starting a conversation, interacting, answering questions, really helping people up their game and improve their capabilities in the world of talent development. And if you're not a member, I'd love for you to come join us. All the information is on our website, which is talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. And when you sign up, you can use the code podcast for 10% off talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. And you can use the code podcast for 10% off. Uh, thank you again for listening. I really appreciate you and your support, as well as your ambition to do more and be more in your career in talent development. And I'm here to support you. And I will talk to you again next time.